The way of the Bodhisattva was composed in India over twelve centuries ago, yet it remains remarkably relevant for our times. This classic text, written by the Indian sage Shantideva, gives surprisingly up-to-date instructions for people like you and me to live sanely and open-heartedly even in a very troubled world. It is the essential guidebook for fledgling bodhisattvas, those spiritual warriors who long to alleviate suffering, their own and that of others. Thus it belongs to the Mahayana, the school of Buddhism that emphasizes all-inclusive compassion and the cultivation of our flexible, unbiased wisdom mind. According to tradition, to write a commentary on a text such as The Way of the Bodhisattva, or Bodhi Charyavatara in Sanskrit, one must have advanced spiritual realization or have been directed in a dream to compose such a treatise. Since I, unfortunately, have neither qualification, I simply offer this teaching with a sincere aspiration that it may help new readers to benefit from Shanti Davis' text as much as I have. My own appreciation of the way of the Bodhisattva came about slowly and only after I became familiar with Patro Rinpoche, the great wandering yogi of 19th century Tibet. From his writings and the outrageous stories told about him, I came to respect and love this man dearly. He had no fixed abode, no belongings, and was very unconventional and spontaneous in his behavior. Yet he was a powerful and very wise teacher whose spiritual realization manifested in all the situations of his life. He related to people with great compassion and tenderness, but also with ruthless honesty. When I discovered that Patro Rinpoche had taught this text hundreds of times, it caught my attention. He would wander around Tibet teaching anyone who would listen— rich and poor, nomads and aristocrats, scholars and people who had never studied the Buddhist teachings. Hearing this, I thought, if this eccentric man, this dedicated yogi, loved the text so much, there must be something to it. So I began to study it in earnest. Some people fall in love with the way of the Bodhisattva the first time they read it, but I wasn't one of them. Truthfully, without my admiration for Patro Rinpoche, I wouldn't have pursued it. Yet once I actually started grappling with its content, the text shook me out of a deep-seated complacency, and I came to appreciate the urgency and relevance of these teachings. With Shanti Deva's guidance, I realized that ordinary people like us can make a difference in a world desperately in need of help. I also began to wish for a less scholarly commentary than those available, one that might reach a wide audience and be accessible even to people who know nothing of the Buddhist teachings. For these reasons, when I was requested to teach the way of the Bodhisattva at Gampo Abbey's monastic college, I was eager to give it a try. The transcripts of those talks form the basis of this book. My commentary on Shanti Davis' teaching is very much a student's view and a work in progress. Unquestionably, with the help of my teachers, my understanding of these verses will deepen considerably over time. Nevertheless, I am truly delighted to share my enthusiasm for Shanti Davis' instructions. 
Shantideva was born a prince in 8th century India, and as the eldest son was destined to inherit the throne. In one account of the story, the night before his coronation, Shantideva had a dream in which Manjushri, the bodhisattva of wisdom, appeared to him and told him to renounce worldly life and seek ultimate truth. Thus Shantideva left home immediately, giving up the throne for the spiritual path, just as the historical Buddha had done. In another version, the night before his enthronement, Shantideva's mother gave him a ceremonial bath using scalding water. When he asked why she was intentionally burning him, she replied, Son, this pain is nothing compared to the pain you will suffer when you're king. And on that very night, he rapidly departed. <laughs>